Hello and welcome to These Are the Days of Our Podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. And today we're celebrating World Friendship Day, which was celebrated on July 30th. So, do you have any friends, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) That is so rude. (laughs) OMG. So I thought we were friends, but comments like that mean you're cut. Actually, no, you're you're not. You to go. No, no, I need you. No, I'm just kidding. My abandonment issues are coming out. You can never be cut. You're stuck with me. So since we met, is in- Carrot your friend? Uh, Carrot is my top in my top five friends. That's what I thought. Yeah, and Carrot and I have a romantic couple of weeks coming up. Just like all of the friend dates, we're gonna take the train, maybe go to the seaside. We have so much friendship planned enjoy because she is a weird friend (laughs) (laughs) well tell me lisa do you have friends uh yeah i got a couple i have to say got some friends it's pretty pretty i mean it's funny looking up things about friendships and it is it is so hard to make friends as adults i know we don't have anything you need to say about this that hasn't been said before, but it's genuinely so difficult. Like our most enduring friendships are either from childhood and sec- like adolescence or um, university. And beyond mm. that, I feel like I have all of these passing characters in my life who I worked with or I've lived near or have intersected in some way. And I feel like they're really close friends, but then they kind of vanish into the ether when the circumstances of your life change. And I feel like that's, I've really, does it make them not your friend or does it just make them like a friendship for that moment in time? Yes. So I think that that's absolutely true. And that's something that the pandemic I think has really brought into clarity, brought into focus for me, where it's like some friends are of different definition, I would say. And I think that everyone's circle like kind of constricted during the pandemic. And there are certain people that really you've possibly even gotten closer to in the pandemic, even with all of the restrictions. And there are some people that have completely dropped off the map. And that doesn't mean that you weren't friends or that you're not still friends. but it Or just... you couldn't be friends again. Yeah. I don't think there's any – I think there's a lot of negative connotations when a friendship ends naturally because of changing of circumstances. But I think friendships are – can be just like moments in times. Like you have tiers of friendship or levels of friendship. Yeah. Not just like everyone needs to be your best friend all the time. It's true. It's true. No, I I think it's a really valuable point. And I also think it's really important to think about the levels of friendship because you can have different expectations for different types of friends. And if you hold everyone to the same standard, you're just going to get really disappointed that they'll just keep letting you down because they're not doing for you what they you expect but it might just be they're at a different level of friendship or so, just at a different point in their life like some people are wrapped up in like how I must be really difficult to make super good friends if you like just had a child or something mm-hmm. like or move to a completely different place and you're on a different time zone like yeah. I think it's just life circumstances personalities Everything. So, according to the research of the internet, the 
the research. No. We do real research, guys. Come on. There is a researcher that talks about this that I read things about. Excellent. And so according to this researcher, there are four different levels of friendship and all of them are important. All of them provide value, but there are just different levels. So level one is an essential friend. And this is your core group of close friends. And this researcher says that the essential friends are your confidants, the people that you would share your deepest values with, and they're very loyal. They stick around no matter what. So I think requiring everyone to be an essential friend is unrealistic. There are only a certain number of essential friends that you have in your life, but those are really important. But also to bring up some things that your therapists have said, these are spaces that we can learn important relationship skills because with your essential friends, you actually do need to work through conflict. You can't just go your separate ways. It's right. a space where you can learn about like unconditional love and forgiveness and empathy and conflict management and all sorts of things like that that are actually really hard skills to manage and it's only really in these like safe spaces of essential friendship that you might be able to work through these skills so yeah I actually would say I know I was arguing about some friendships end but I think when you go through a quote-unquote divorce with an essential (sighs) friend it's like as devastating or even more devastating than a breakup Oh, I 100% agree. And I know that both of us have had some really intense friend breakups that like have struck me to my core and I still think about today. And it, in a way, it kind of makes, I don't know, I think it's harder because it makes me feel like there's something at your core that's inadequate versus in a romantic relationship, you can be like, oh, you're different places in your life. It's a lot easier. There's a lot more resources about breakups. But friendship breakups are devastating. Yeah, I I agree. I, I've had one and it was – I think there were issues on both sides, but it was mm-hmm. it was difficult. I still have shame over friendship breakups. That has it's happened. important to have shame over everything, Jen, and just internalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Channel it into crafts. Channel it into like think of your most the most unhealthy behavior. Channel it into that. You know, it's that's really our the solid advice we've got from therapists. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, you have shame about this friendship breakup and you feel like you like have some issues at the core of your being. You should definitely go online shopping. Oh, yeah. Amazon, or, take all my money. Or maybe just eat more chocolate. That will fix it. Definitely. We are licensed medical just, professionals. Did I eat like, <laughs> I don't know, 10 tins of quality street chocolate this past year? Yeah. I did. I did. But do I regret any of it? No. (laughs) Okay, back on track. Circling back to friendship. Back on track. The next level is collaborators. And these are the friends that you share an emotional connection at a specific point in time. These relationships require physical proximity and emotional intimacy in order to function. So your context for these relationships is really important. So when your context changes, like you move to a different place or there's uh, like a different job or whatever, you might transition out of these collaborators. But 
Importantly, collaborators often, you can catch up with them in other points in your time because they are the sorts of people that you could have any conversation with and you can go to them if you needed support. So Correct. Important to have. So level three are associates. Oh. These titles, I feel like, like they're not... Bi- like they're business. business. Like someone in the business world... Mm. wrote this as well. So an associate is someone that shares a common interest. So this could be a hobby, a passion, or you could meet at a happy hour or a book club or potentially a cycling club. Potentially. (laughs) You know, something like that. So they're typically not the people that you would, you know, reveal your deepest and darkest secrets with, but... And it's important to have boundaries with these relationships. Uh, And so we might spend a lot of time with them, but there aren't a lot of expectations beyond the context of that shared hobby or work or something like that. Uh, I think that this is the category of friendship that's been most impacted for me in the pandemic, where you have these people that you spend a huge amount of time with at work or in your regular life hobbies and then all of a sudden they've disappeared off of the landscape and it's not that you don't like them or that they don't like you it's just that they're gone for a while and yeah but they'll come back possibly yeah they might come back yeah and then the final rung of the friendship ladder is the mentors or mentees And this is just quite an asymmetrical friendship dynamic. So there is uneven power and control. So all of the other friendship levels that we've mentioned have been really symmetrical in terms of uh, power, in terms of deciding when and how and how often you hang out. In an unequal relationship, there's like generally one person who kind of has a little bit more to say about the dynamics of the relationship and the depth at which that relationship progresses. So this is sometimes like it could be with someone like a manager, for example, but it could be, you know, outside of the workplace, it could just be someone that you have a relationship with, but it's not on equal footing. So, so those are the four levels in business speak. Well, turns out friendship is good for your health. What? I know. It's good for you. What? Except for when you convince your friends to do unhealthy things. Like Like, a juice cleanse? Like a juice. So it obviously increases your sense of belonging and purpose. Important. Important. That can clearly boost your happiness and reduce your levels of stress. And obviously stress is no good for you. High blood pressure, the diabetes, so you're short with your family and your friends, insomnia, etc., etc. It obviously can improve your self-worth and your friends listen and validate your feelings and, you know, make fun of other people with you. So it's good. We they don't ha- ever do that. We're just we genuine, kind, sweet-hearted ladies. Okay, you know what? If If someone doesn't make fun of another person, They're a psychopath. (laughs) Like, come on. Who doesn't tease other people? Yeah. They're a psychopath. That is our primary love language. Uh, Exactly. If if you literally live your whole life and never say something bad or tease another person, I don't trust you. Moving on. They help you cope with, like, traumas, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
big life changes. And lastly, which I think is very valid for our friendship, uh, they help you in personal development. Maybe not development to say, like when I buy a chocolate orange, you buy a chocolate orange. Or when you you sign up for a marathon, I sign up for a marathon. So like sometimes good things, Mm -hmm. sometimes bad things, Mm -hmm. but hopefully good things. Yeah. We do always encourage each other to tweet ourselves. And yeah. that sometimes is good and sometimes not good. Exactly. And sometimes we both sign up for an exercise class and you don't have to go. It's <laughs> because they wouldn't let me cancel and they let you cancel. And sometimes you put in a ballot for the London Marathon and <laughs> one, one person, person gets, gets it. it. One person does it, and so one person has to run a marathon in a month, and, and the other person doesn't. has to walk on their treadmill desk. So, yeah. But I actually think Oh, that- why don't you get, like, super into speed walking? Yeah. We're both doing the movement of speed walkers, because yeah. we're so good yeah. at it. Yeah, the visual element really translates well on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's a genuinely good suggestion, because- well, I am supposed to be running right now. Oh. I am um, Well, not. we're going swimming after. Yes. I'll make you s- swim super fast. And if you don't, I'll splash you. <laughs> this is true friendship. These, these are the sacrifices you're willing to make for me. You're I uh, appreciate it and dislike it at the same time. Yeah. It's a good friendship. Mm. It's a good one. We have a very exciting surprise for you because we have another friend. We have another friend who another friend who has very awesomely decided to come on our podcast. I would like to introduce drum roll, please. Our number one friend, Tori. Woohoo! Hey ladies. I'm so excited to be on the pod. Thank you for joining us. All the way from Canada. It's awesome. Woo! She home actually does have a Toronto Blue Jays artwork behind her so it's very canadian yeah yeah so the reason why we have tori on the podcast is today is international friendship day and she is one of our favorite friends yeah number one i am so honored really guys. excited <laughs> i mean she's like dropped down because her daughters are way cuter than her and sassier mm-hmm. and this is what i've always wanted in a true friend so she's now not number one friend, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm number three. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You accept. It's pretty good. So I thought we would get started by talking about our origin story a little bit. And I've prepared a special surprise that Lisa doesn't know about. <laughs> <gasps> this is the Diamond High speech. <gasps> oh, my God. Yay. The speech from the wedding? Yeah. So I'm going to set the scene. (laughs) This is where it all began. Let me take you back to our spiritual home, to the inception of this beautiful friendship. It's 2005. Peak Harry Potter madness has hit the world, and a bunch of precocious youths decided to buck the normal start to their university careers, heading instead for Hurstmon Castle in southern England. Woo. This is obviously one of the 
best decisions young Lisa, young Tori, and young Jen made as it got all of us stupendous characters together and we would become fellow troublemakers and adventure partners. And you'd be stuck with us. So, <laughs> And you're stuck with us. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, we actually met shortly before the castle as sullen 18-year-olds at orientation. <laughs> Our mothers hit it off. And like classic <laughs> toddlers, we eyed each other suspiciously, convinced that there was no way these new friends could be as cool as our high school crews. I don't remember the exact moment that we became friends, but it almost certainly involved sitting on my dorm room floor and drinking Walmart brand alcohol. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I need to go to Asda right now and just like pick up some disgusting vodka for this weekend. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I want the black currant flavored vodka that Ugh. came in the, the bottle that looked like a conditioner bottle. That's really oh, what yeah. I, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm sure. that that needs to happen. So just before we continue, Lisa and I and one of our other friends from the castle are heading back to the castle this weekend. We've rented dorm rooms <laughs> and we're going to stay at the castle. I am so jealous, guys. I know. And apparently we're the only ones there. There's no one else staying. And I was like, oh, we're going to run amok. We need to get this as a brand vodka and just run amok in the in the dorm rooms. Like, oh, it's you like have 2005. Yes, yeah. you have to go to Asda first. 100%. Lisa and I hit it off at the castle. So we didn't have our mother's matchmaking for us. As she no. would just be shrieking down the <laughs> corridor between our rooms with joyous abandon. Our relationship, though, really receives some firm grounding in the first week where she makes her first appearance in my journal, which I've recorded for posterity. <laughs> it says that we were walking to a nearby village to go to the pub. Lisa and I had made an impractical decision to wear heels, you know, to impress all the British guys. Because I'm so short. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of the evening, we regretted our decision. So on the walk back, Lisa decided to take off her shoes and proceeded to step in poop, which <laughs> obviously was an important memory for me to log in my journal. And since that time... <laughs> We have been friends and we make fun of each other and talk a lot about poop. So, <laughs> well, one time Tori peed on my foot. So, yes. in Cinco Terre in, in, in Italy. And I, I was mad. I was mad. I mean, it was a very I... steep hill, but I was mad. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a roll downhill situation. It wasn't no. intentional. It wasn't an intentional <laughs> pee. It's true. It's true. It's a gravity, gravity, gravity induced. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's uh, surprising that we all made it out of the Hurstman Sioux Castle year alive. And we have so many stories that we are not allowed to share on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. God, no. <laughs> Maybe you could tell us why you became friends with us. Because that's like, I became friends with you because of like walking in poop. poop? So, poop. Um, so here's the thing. 
I have a horrible memory. I don't remember that speech. And that was only four years ago. <laughs> so it was like listening anew. I was like, listen, when we're all really old and Tori's children are taking care of us, 100% I'm the one with Alzheimer's. So not a great memory, but I did thoroughly enjoy going to the castle with both of you. Yeah. And I just remember, I do remember Tori and Megan's room at the end of the hall. And I used to come run down the hall and Tori would make her bed like a crazy person. <laughs> and I would wrinkle her sheets. I just walk in and then I just like fall right back on the bed and just go wrinkle, 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 wrinkle. Yeah. And then just and then there were all the sheeps in the field, and I named the black sheep Tori, and you were so mad. <laughs> You were like actually offended by that one. <laughs> Nothing made black. me as angry as when you and I think Davy <laughs> ate my advent calendar chocolates <laughs> starting about halfway through the month. So I didn't realize it until I was really committed to that particular calendar. And I think yeah, you left like, mocking notes in their that's place. Unforgivable. <laughs> that is, I, I can't believe you're still friends, to be honest, after that sort of display of behavior. That is honestly one of my favorite things ever. Because <laughs> I remember writing the little notes and they were mean. <laughs> and I was like, let's put those mean thoughts. I was like, oh, yeah, let's be like really mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those in. Oh Jen, my God. do you remember? Do you remember the drama in our hallway at the castle? Because Lisa was renowned, infamous is maybe a better way to put it, for her shriek as she ran down the hall and slammed doors as she was visiting the friends. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that was exactly what I was referencing. It was, it was um, a little bit more gently worded in the official <laughs> Diamond High speech, but yeah, those those shrieking, the shrieking eels of Lisa Henry running down yeah. the hall is a sound that still reverberates in my core. Yes, <laughs> and it always remember. started and ended with a door slam. And oh, always. The oh. deadbolt hitting the metal because he <laughs> never actually closed the doors. He never yeah. actually closed the door. Yeah. 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 That is a really, that's a good point. I will say, I know it all started at the castle and that's very exciting, but I was like, there's been some other major points of our friendship. We Which we can get to in our next leg where Tori's going to take the lead because then we all move to Kingston and continue our adventures. Yes. That's true. After the castle, when we settled into university life at Queens and Kingston, Lisa became more mature. <laughs> mature is what we say. Mature. 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 That's when we started calling her Lady Lisa. <laughs> Most Sundays were spent devoted to the Bible. It was the Sex in the City Bible, but we were very devout. And she was really committed to her very practical degree in art history. <laughs> Which okay, when- listen. <laughs> That's it. First interruption. Listen. Yeah. Go to a museum with me. Who knows all the things? Who looks like the fanciest person in the museum now? Okay. I live in London. I'll go to the National Gallery and then I'll impress everyone with my facts. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Facts about art. Yeah. Okay. And then at the end of university, in celebration of our newfound maturity... We skipped our graduation and went to Thailand. Us and Sid. <laughs> it was fun. It was very fun. Yeah. 
I would say that the university years in Kingston, um, Tori and Lisa lived at the iconic house. And that yeah. was where all of the coolest and best parties were. And so I think they were the beating heart of the much broader friend group. And there were a lot of characters that came to and fro out of Albert Street that just really add so yeah. much color to our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say those are like the major eras of like our budding friendship. And then mm-hmm. we kind of scattered a bit. Lisa went to Korea. I did some things. You did something. Well, Tori was an know. actual Ottawa. Yeah, no. So I lived in Toronto for the first year after graduation. And then I was in the Ottawa Valley for two years in Pembroke. And then mm-hmm. I was oh, in Ottawa hey. for I forgot you lived in Pembroke. Um, yes. So then we became adults and Tori, we, we scattered. scattered. But we came back for an epic Tori and Mikey wedding. <laughs> yes, in 2014. Everyone came to Ottawa. Everyone's favorite Everyone's place. favorite place came to Ottawa and there were seven people in my hotel room. That's how many people. Like, you're like, it, it was like the 282 Albert Street of Tori's wedding. I just remember <laughs> forcing the DJ to play mine and Tori's song, um, Easy Silence by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Tori and I are singing yep. and dancing, and Megan is just ne- but next to us, just going <laughs> singing along. She, she didn't know, know any words. <laughs> if we were at karaoke, what song would we be singing? Interesting. So, "Easy Silence" by the Dixie Chicks is our mm. song, but it's also very slow and kind of sad. Yeah. So, if we're at fun karaoke, I mean, I think it's a Dixie yeah, Chicks song because I. I hate country music, but Tori loves country music. Mm. And so we meet in the middle only at the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Mm. So it could be not ready to make nice. Or just the chicks right now. Not the Dixie Chicks anymore. Not ready to make nice would be good. But if we're looking to make it more of a party and more representative of our whole friend group, I think it could be push the button. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Or don't you by I the mean, Pussycat Dolls. That was also big that year. Oh, that was a big yeah. one. I think it would be push the button. Yeah, because there's um, a lot of good so many dance button moves. moves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good button moves in between the singing. So. Yeah, that would have to be it. That's yeah. true. I was going to say, because Lisa and I, our song is uh, You and I, which is also like really romantic and slow. Pink and Dallas oh, Green okay. one. Yeah. You and me, we've got two minds. So it's it's maybe a little bit too sweet and sentimental for uh for a karaoke night, but if we're if we're singing at karaoke, we are not sober, so it's gonna be <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be a sweet and Obviously, sentimental song. I think the best thing for a throwback would be Disney karaoke. Yeah. 
for the Disney nights that we yeah. used to have at 282 Albert, where we like listed. <laughs> Do you remember Kelsey made the list of the 10 hottest inanimate objects in Disney movies? And it was like the magic carpet, number one, and then all the way to number 10, which was Stevie Eisenman. Yes. <laughs> How did he make it on the? How is he on the list or in Disney? But Stevie Eisman, dead hottest inanimate object. Yeah, we found those lists the next morning. I remember Abu's hat yeah. was on there. Oh yeah, it, it was definitely on there. That's, that's a good hot. One. It's a good one. Yeah, so that's a good one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just like move on. One of Tori and my major memories is when we went to the T Swift concert. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. 1989. <laughs> oh. And so that was in T-Swift's, like, major, like, it was the apex of her girl gang phase. So I was wanting us to think, if we were to add some celebs to our girl gang, who do you think you would want to include in the fold? Oh, I know who Tori would include instantly. Tay-Tay, obviously. Oh, I was going to say Britney Spears. Oh, I would way prefer to have Tay-Tay in our squad. Like poach her Wait, from her Tay Tay Taylor yes. Swift. <laughs> we could we we would poach her from her own squad. Yeah, and and include oh, her okay. in ours. Yeah. yeah, I actually have seen Taylor Swift. I uh, got a clients gave me tickets once, and so I got to go. Uh, yes, you went to the but... 1989 tour as well, and like did not make a big. Yeah, oh, you yeah. were just like very nonchalant about it, and this was like a major moment for Tori and I. <laughs> Oh yeah, we took the day whole days off work. <laughs> yeah, oh it was God. an experience. Um, <laughs> fine, I'll accept Taylor Swift, but like only because like I actually like her. You know, fighting for like women's rights and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I feel like if anything, we should have Britney Spears. I mean, we could help free her. Yeah, yeah, we have to. I mean, I feel like we yeah. could free her. Yeah. You know, like. And she could be our friend. The yeah. person that I've always thought would be really fun to hang out with and would really jive with our friend like energy would be Robin. And I stand by that. I think no. that she would be just so much fun. And when I was in Stockholm, I know the neighborhood she lives in. So I'd just be walking around being like, is Robin around? Can she be my friend? <laughs> Which apparently is not the way you make friends, but... Um... <laughs> No, it's so weird. I don't think that's, that's ever so happened because people, you know, you think about, oh, if this celebrity saw me and interacted with me, they'd think I was awesome and be my friend. Do you think that's ever happened? Like a, a famous person encounters a fan, thinks they're awesome, and they become friends. Yeah, I actually yeah. think it does happen. <laughs> Maybe not with the super famous. Mm. I mean, like Jen couldn't make friends <laughs> with this. But I, I don't really think I could. Uh, you probably couldn't either. We so can. we're definitely not doing it. <laughs> well, so we can't, but some people can if they're cooler the, than us. The only <laughs> exception to this is that I'm really, really bad at recognizing people. And I have been to a party with a um, like in the UK. I'm even more hopeless because I don't know any of the celebs here. And so I have been to a party with some like b-list celebs and didn't know any of them and was like really chill about hanging out with them because i had no idea who they were so my next question tori you win 10 million dollars where are you taking us on vacation wow <laughs> okay first of all i don't even think 10 million yeah much. but oh it's definitely a 
definitely enough for me to treat you guys to like an awesome girls trip. Like, I think you need to give her twenty million. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna to say ten million. I would take you on a girls trip. I'm just saying that. Okay, fine. If you okay, were ten fine. million and you didn't you take me on a girls trip somewhere, I would be mad. But also, I can't not be friends with you. So. Okay. Okay. I have an answer. So if it were to happen soon, I'd probably do New York City because I can't be away from the babies for that long. Okay. Can we just pretend they don't exist just for like a hot Thailand, 100%. (laughs) Okay. But what if you brought brought Uh, the babies and we just, you know, we could increase it by another 5 million and they'd have like a little uh, hired help. Oh, yeah. And we just like hire people to take care of the children and then we can do Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's do Thailand. I know not everyone was on our trip to Thailand, but we would get everyone there, create new memories with a whole broader friend group. That's true. And it would be amazing. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, I would pick. I don't know. I feel like we could go somewhere in like Africa. Ooh. Like I'd like to do like a Namibia, like safari kind of thing, mostly because <laughs> I want to see. I want us to be like <laughs> dangerous situation and see how everyone reacts. <laughs> We're like Jen instantly would be sacrificed to the lions, like. She wouldn't even, she'd just like give up. <laughs> just like fall over. Wait, is she sacrificing herself or are we sacrificing her, her to the lion? <laughs> it's actually a little bit of both. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we could do like safari in Namibia. That would be like where I would take everyone. That's a great group activity. That's a good call. Yeah. And then like you can go to like, we'll go to the coast and go to the beaches or whatever and then also it'd be like cheaper than thailand i think so yeah but we have our lottery i don't have to spend all i never said i don't want to spend my you know put you up somewhere nice (laughs) 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 yeah oh we'll still get dysentery yeah perfect no matter what that's important i feel like well since 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 our friendship is based on poo, I feel like it needs to be dysentery and like food poisoning has to be involved in any major trip. Where Okay, where would you take us, Jen? So I was thinking I really am really liking the island vibes for a girl trip and I would go like Solomon Islands or something like that just looks really beautiful and lovely. And it'd also be like really cool, like worth its money, yeah. like the Maldives or the Solomon yeah, Islands so, or something. So. That's true. I think that would be a great trip. And then we just get to swim with the turtles. And I'm just assuming yeah. there's going to be for me, because I, I am not a married lady, there's just going to be some like very attractive man emerging from the ocean. And that will be um, one of my uh, activities of the of the girls trip. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, I'm assuming. Yes. Realistic. Well, now, now because you guys are both like happily married ladies, you can be my ultimate wing people on this beautiful tropical island. Listen, I am really good at being your wing person. Okay, I have a few other questions that I'm curious about. Do you know how to make friendship bracelets? Not anymore. No. Not anymore, no. I recently made them during the pandemic because I was so bored and I mailed them to my niece, so... 
I could make you friendship bracelets, but I probably won't. <laughs> and I won't. I wouldn't wear yours. <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. Wouldn't wear your friendship bracelet. <gasps> you ever owned one of those half heart metal uh, necklaces that were popular in the 90s that were like BFFs? Yes, but do you know Tori made me a necklace of her holding a little dog? It's just a little charm. <laughs> I feel like it has to be the cover art for this episode. Yeah. It's just like a little Tori holding a little dog. That's and I still have it. And yes, please take a picture of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was like my birthday present one year. Just a picture of Tori holding a little dog. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh wow! And, it's so and beautiful. Yes, I did own one of those half heart things. At least one, if if not several. Back in elementary. Can you school. remember the name of the people you had the other heart with, or are they not your best friends anymore? Not my best <laughs> friends anymore. But yes, I remember some of the names of people. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Okay, so my final <laughs> friendship based question is: Okay, if we were to create a retirement community for us to live back together, what would we will? luxury amenity that you would insist on i mean don't retirement communities already have like servants for (laughs) (laughs) anyway so they do that's what you're paying for like my grandma's was like so good and they had they like fed her all the time and they always had activities and i was like i'll live here this is great so they're kind of like servants i think i mean you pay them staff Nah. Nah. I feel like I would want a weekly happy hour. Yes. No, I yeah. Weekly happy hour. I mean, but that's pretty standard, I'd felt. It's not luxury. It well, feels no, like a luxury. I, no, I don't feel like that's luxury. <laughs> I think that the thing is is that like that's when fair. we're that's selecting fair. our retirement community, we just need to know like what are the oh, you're looking- Yeah, what are the non-negotiables? We definitely need to have like a pretty rip happy roaring hour. happy hour. Absolutely. We need to have slaves. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Booze related so- booze re- uh, activities centered around the consumption of alcohol. Mm-hmm. okay <laughs> okay oh yeah like it, when we're like 80 yeah. it'll just be like beer pong and flip cup and we'll be like tori and i will be like what time we want a beer tournament and then try to flip <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah you yeah. have um, to stay young mentally and that's how you stay young eh. physically mm-hmm. yeah okay then i'm gonna revise mine to be like oh you know i don't know what they're called but because they they have so many different names in the UK and Canada. But you know where you get like the fro- like ice cream and then you have all the toppings you can put on top? I think it's the Menchies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what the one in Canada is called. I want, I want that every single day. I want that as my dessert every day. And I want all the toppings. We're not skimping on toppings. We're getting all the toppings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I That's want. That's a really good one. That's obviously mine's food related because <laughs> look at me. I was when I was thinking about this, I was thinking like I wanted to have like a spa environment, just like a really nice pool. And then I really want a sauna because I'm obviously Swedish and just want to live a Scandinavian life. So I want there to be like a nice sauna and a beautiful pool. And yeah, I'd be. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad if we brought all of these together and someone that we pay brings me a drink 
poolside <laughs> and uh we have to pay them well yeah <laughs> we're not no slaves? we're not having slaves lisa it's and pun. So we, what are children for? <laughs> what are Tori's children well, for? Well, they can Good go point. get us our frozen yogurt with all of the toppings. So, yeah. Well, I'm not paying them for that. <laughs> it better be free every night. <laughs> okay. We usually f- finish it with like a rapid fire. So I'm just gonna pick some of these, and you just have to say your first thought. Okay. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Summer or winter? Summer. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Love or money? Love. (laughs) I knew you would say that. You'd never get any 10 million. (laughs) Okay, extra finger or extra toe? Oh, finger. Yeah, that's a little weird. I hate both. (laughs) Yeah. Magic carpet or personal robot? Magic carpet. Uh, festival or concert? Concert. Britney or Beyonce? Beyonce. Uh, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Backstreet. Good answer. <laughs> Choker necklace or mood ring? <sighs> mood ring. Be a wizard or be a ninja? Wizard. Come on. Me too. I met 100%. Me. <laughs> be invisible or being able to fly? Fly. <laughs> Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? Gryffindor. Yeah. Jen th- Jen's a Ravenclaw, so. <laughs> I don't have anyone on Ravenclaw team. Everyone we've asked yeah. so far has been Gryffindor. I, I have a lot of, like, sports-based ones, because this was obviously when Mark was on the podcast. Okay. Ron Weasley. And it was like, if you weren't a rower, Tori, okay, <laughs> what sport would you be pro at? Hmm. Soccer. Mm, not inner tube water polo because we did play that <laughs> very well no. with our tiny short arms that could hardly reach the water yeah one of the shortest people on our team it was you so tori jen and brimmy who is brimmy is the shortest out of the three of you and you guys are both so short and i was like it was only me and my long arms able to like keep us afloat and not like just constantly lose we literally could we, not move we yeah. just constantly lose which was amazing yeah yeah okay well i guess you'd be a soccer player that's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah probably <laughs> yeah that's it's- football for our like four british listeners <laughs> So I think we should thank you for being our guest. Our favorite friend to be a guest on our pod. I'm mm-hmm. so honored, you guys. When you asked me, I, I didn't realize I was your favorite friend. So mm. I feel so privileged. You guys are my yeah. favorite friends. That's Yay! <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of exciting and excellent ways that you can celebrate your friendships with some of the other days that are today. And Go by today, on. I mean the 30th of July. <laughs> Go so on. So the 30th of July is also Cheesecake Day. Oh, Lisa. you could go to the Cheesecake Factory with your friends. Oh. Peak friend romance. It's also National Chili Dog Day. Oh, you could have a chili dog and then a cheesecake. Or cheesecake, then chili dog. Dessert and- before dinner. 
if your father-in-law happens to be your friend, you can celebrate National Father-in-Law Day and Friendship Day. I like my father-in-law. He's a very nice man. Yeah, he is a very nice man. Yeah. Okay. And then um, it's also Support of Public Education Day, which I don't know. That seems illogical to me because we're in the middle of the summer. This is the last time anyone wants to be thinking about public education. Like you have the yeah. rest of the year. So I'm scratching that off of the list. It's cut. But there's one day for the 31st of July that, Lisa, you should know about. It's someone's birthday. Oh, Harry Potter's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What other birthdays do we have? So some other famous birthdays, July 31st is J.K. Rowling's birthday, hence why she had- Coincidence, I think not, Jen. (laughs) But on July 30th, we have Emily Bronte Mm -hmm. of the very famous Bronte sisters. One of the more famous Bronte sisters. Yeah, I'd say she's like second. She's second most famous. And then like, is it there a Sarah? Uh, there's, There's Anne and Charlotte. Yep. Anne is like not very famous. Henry Moore, who's a very famous sculptor you probably have seen his work at the ago the in toronto mm-hmm. yeah he's got some nice sculpting british man but moved to north america and then um problematic man henry ford mm. yeah just a little problematic i mean invented the assembly line and like sort of car not fully he invented it but also super anti-Semite. So lots of problematic people in history. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter to Henry Ford. Yeah, even J.K. Rowling, problematic. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> just be a good person. Everybody just like everybody else. And... Yeah, just be a good person. Thank God. It's not that hard. <laughs> Like, we do it every day, minus making fun of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess I just, everyone's problematic at some point. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all we have to say on friendship. Thanks for mostly being my friend all of the time. All the time. Yay. Goodbye. Bye. Day.